This episode of EMS, History, Myth, and Media, is taking a break from the facts of EMS and emergency medicine history and going into the fictional. This episode will cover the TV show Emergency. Stay tuned. History of the development of EMT and paramedics will be covered in another episode, but the short story is that these designations began in the very late 1960s and 1970. A few major metropolitan areas developed paramedic units with ambulances containing the most advanced technology and medications. But almost immediately, and before this was widespread in the country, the first TV show about paramedic units was developed and produced by producers Jack Webb and Robert Sinadar, who created the police shows Dragnet and Adam-12. The show Emergency! Exclamation point, went into production in 1971. It premiered in January 1972, barely three years after paramedics became a thing. Emergency became a fixture on Saturday night on NBC, and it ran until 1977. The show was set in the fictional Los Angeles County Fire Engine Company Station 51 in Los Angeles. It portrayed two paramedics with the Los Angeles County Fire Department, Roy DeSoto, portrayed by Kevin Teig, a stable family man, and his younger, unlucky-in-love partner, John Roderick Johnny Gage, portrayed by Randolph Mantooth. Gage and DeSoto became the prototypes of paramedics throughout the country. Probably the majority of EMTs and paramedics who trained in the next 10 to 15 years can cite Johnny Gage and Roy DeSoto as their inspiration. In episode after episode, the intrepid squad of Station 51 responded to a wide variety of emergency situations. They rescued from fires, vehicle crashes, including extrications, and medical emergencies. They saved lives in almost every episode, and they looked darn good doing it. The cases were actually taken from actual logs of existing fire departments. In each case, they transported victims to Rampart General Hospital, staffed by dedicated emergency staff. As I'll discuss in another future episode, the concept of physicians specializing in emergency medicine was a very recent concept, as were EMTs and paramedics. The principal ER physician was Kelly Brackett, MD, FACS, ACEP, played by Robert Fuller, and the head nurse was Dixie McCall, RN, played by Julie London, who was an ex-wife of the producer Jack Webb and was actually married to another star in the show, Bobby Troop, who portrayed neurosurgeon Dr. Joe Early. Through the 122 hour-long episodes and then six TV movies which aired after the show went off the air, a number of L.A. Fire Department personnel were used in the series. Trying to portray EMS realistically, James O. Page served as a technical advisor. He had been involved in the development of EMS, and he helped some of the lead actors to actually get some paramedic training to enhance their realism. Station 51, which was actually L.A. County Station 127, uh, because the actual L.A. County Fire Department Station 51 had closed in the 60s, and so it was okay to use that designation, used some of their actual 
portrayed firefighters as well as paramedics. Uh, some of these were played by Tim Donnelly, who portrayed Chet Kelly, and using his real name, Marco Lopez, was one character. An actual L.A. County firefighter, Mike Stoker, played Mike Stoker, and they were peripheral characters. The voice of dispatch on the show was an actual dispatcher, Samuel Lanier, and originally only his voice was heard uncredited uh, dispatching the paramedic unit. He occasionally was shown in later seasons at his dispatch panel. Captain Dick Hammer portrayed himself as Dick Hammer. Lopez, Stoker, and Hammer played characters with their same names. It's cool to note that the badges worn by the actors were real L.A. County Fire Department badges and were kept on the set and reissued each day. But of all the realism attempted in the EMS and emergency medicine depictions, the glaring fiction of the show is how incredibly good-looking all of the characters were. Dixie McCall, in spite of how harrowing the resuscitation efforts were, kept her hair impeccable as she did her somewhat tight-fitting nurse's uniform. Dr. Brackett's outfit, also tight enough to show off his manly figure, was rarely soiled. Of interest is that the emergency physicians were typically surgeons and were noted to be MD, FACS, ACEP. In other words, they were fellows of the American College of Surgeons, uh, the group that is instrumental in the development of trauma systems in the U.S. It's the American College of Surgeons which developed the trauma designation system for hospitals and still administers that designation process across the country. In 1968, three years before production of Emergency began, the professional organization, the American College of Emergency Physicians, began. This is the ACEP in the fictional doctor's credentials. Emergency medicine as a specialty did not become official until 1979, and the show ended in 1977. The American College of Emergency Physicians was crucial in getting emergency medicine recognized as a specialty and actually formulated the board certification examinations, which started around 11 years after ASEP was uh, developed. Full disclosure, I've belonged to the American College of Emergency Physicians since 1984, 16 years after it began, so 36 years of its 52-year history. I also, in full disclosure, have to admit that since this is a podcast and you can't see me, I would never have qualified in the looks department to have appeared on the emergency TV show. The impact on EMS development in America of the TV show Emergency is difficult to quantify, but it was huge. As I said, in 1972, when the show began, there were only six existing paramedic units in the country in three pilot programs in Los Angeles, Seattle, and Miami. And when it aired in 1972, uh, there were 12 full-fledged paramedic units operating in the country. By the time the show went off the air in 1977, there were paramedic programs in all 50 states, and over 50% of all Americans lived within 10 minutes of a paramedic unit. The term paramedic was unknown except to the early developers, including L.A. Battalion Chief for the L.A. County Fire Department, James O. Page, who served as the show's technical director. It was said that the term paramedic itself was so foreign that some of the actors thought that the para part of the word meant that paramedics jumped out of airplanes. 
So if you're one of the older pre-hospital professionals, either EMTA or EMTP, and can credit Gage and DeSoto as your early heroes, and possibly Dixie McCall as one of your early fantasy women, I have to ask how you ever figured out how to use a podcast. I figured that maybe your grandchildren showed you how to do it. I thought I was the only one this age who actually used podcasts. Emergency was the right show at the right time to capture EMS just as it was in the birthing stages. Emergency captured the public's attention and formed a mystique about EMS, which propelled it into a widespread specialty. EMS and emergency medicine owe a lot to the show. It showed a specialty of profound altruism, remarkable people doing remarkable things using the most advanced technology of the time. I like to think that that's been true of emergency medical care over the past couple of centuries and is still true today. Even in the pandemic situation, EMS and emergency medicine professionals adapt and provide care to people in their times of greatest need and greatest danger. Those of us in this field have recognized how special the feeling is when we intervene and save a life. The public has, to varying degrees since Emergency came out, recognized our worth from the TV show Emergency to now the COVID-19 health crisis. The current high esteem in which we are held will hopefully continue, and this push will hopefully reinvigorate our specialty. Here's to a brighter future. Thanks again for listening to the podcast EMS, History, Myth, and Media. Future episodes will cover other aspects of this honorable calling. Please keep listening.